1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In 1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory. At the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. Hello and welcome to episode 144 of the 77 Club. Harry, start with the socials. The Wolf 77 Club on Facebook and Instagram, at 77 Club Podcast on Twitter, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes. Please subscribe and tell a friend. Jack Williams is here. Hello, everybody. And Dan Bayliss. Hello, Wolf fans. Uh, Dan, have we had have our first check through from Sports Social yet? No. Uh, no, still waiting. Still waiting I, actually got, I actually got charged two days ago by the old provider. <laughs> oh, you forgot to cancel, did you? Forgot to. No, cancel. we have to. We have to wait thirty days before we can cancel it. Oh, brilliant! Oh, well, there you go. Um, right, okay. Well, look, we're going to start with Newcastle. Uh, Harry, would you have taken a point before the game? I can't remember what you said when we asked for your score prediction last week, but it was disappointing nonetheless. I predicted a two-nil Wolves win, uh, but I did also say I think we're overlooking Newcastle a little bit, and that first twenty odd minutes or so. They absolutely battered us, didn't they? St. Maximum give us the runaround, and I was really worried. I didn't think we was going to get anything out of the game, but as it went on, after going 1-0 down, I'm glad we equalised, but it could have gone either way, couldn't it, at the end, because Sace did some heroics, Matrix-type Kung Fu Panda stuff to get one over the, lo- over the bar, and then, obviously, Fabio Silva missed an absolute sitter, so I think a draw was a fair result on the grand scheme of things. Obviously, Dan Fabio was getting a a bit of stick after the game was it warranted no I don't know what else he could have done there probably like, score get in late <laughs> and just get a header on target he did, I think he did everything he could it's just one hell of a save it, it, I think it just hit him more than he knew about it <laughs> he put his hand up for it he, he asked for the ball to come he literally put his no, hand up no the keeper the keeper oh, oh sorry, right, okay. right. <laughs> the keeper you prat um <laughs> I don't know. Like it's one of them coming in at the back post late for a header. If you head it and it goes on target, you've got a pretty good chance to score. And the, it managed to smash the keeper on the shoulder. So bad luck. Same old game against Newcastle. One-one draw. Yeah. Very mm. very predictable. They're all bloody one-ones. Started slowly, which we always seem to do. 
grew into the game second half and yeah arguably should have won it at the end and I think that with there's too many occasions now with Fabio Silva where he's had headers that he probably should have scored when he and he scored none of them which is a bit of a annoying pattern. I'm not slating the guy because I think he did all right when he came on. I know William Jose has got a load of stick for not doing much too. But I think it probably would have been a bit harsh on Newcastle. Newcastle fans would have think, thought it was a bit harsh if we hadn't hit that game, considering the chances they had, uh, particularly in the first half, when you think they probably you know took a deserved lead and probably should have taken it sooner when you think about like when Almiron hit the post and these sorts of things. Mm. So, yeah, it was... A typical sort of Wolves play really take a bit of time to get going look alright when we do get going good header from Neves which I never thought I'd say um, yeah. so yeah but you know not the best and I think we were getting a bit carried away with ourselves I was a bit worried when you're looking at the points difference between the two teams when it was 33 to 25 that's not a massive difference in the league this year so I don't I think we were getting a bit of ahead of ourselves thinking we were going to go over there and turn them over but at least we didn't lose Harry Ruben Neves in the box Ruben Neves header these things are unheard of really in in this modern era of wolves yeah it was a good header as well at the time i thought it was willie and jose because didn't like you said didn't expect it to be neves um the keeper probably should have saved it that's probably harsh you think he got a hand to it um but yeah fantastic header and to be honest i think neves had quite a poor game so i think he made up for it with that header to be honest bailey so wolves becoming one of those teams that have players in their side that look like they're undroppable but they don't actually contribute enough in the areas where they need to be contributing the most not at the moment no i think so who's contributing that that you'd expect to contribute performance was fine there was nothing particularly wrong with it i'm getting a bit bored of shit first halves and just letting teams come at us but on the whole it was an acceptable performance really nothing really that wrong with it i thought nevers's finish was a great header keeper should have probably done a little bit better but I thought it was a really good header it was actually have you seen the big analysis I don't know whether it was Neville or Carragher or one of them lot did on Sky looking at the goal it all comes from um, basically it all comes from Newcastle making a sub and the sub not getting the manager's orders to the people it needed to left the right back space free essentially it's quite good you'll find it on YouTube or Twitter well that was a fantastic advert for it um, <laughs> Jack what do you think is the problem here because you know we've got people like William Jose in there we talk about how good he is at holding up the ball but he's not scored a goal yet and sort of time is running out a little bit it seems especially on social media I know it's an echo chamber but people are becoming a little bit wary that you've got a striker in here that isn't contributing and he was brought in to replace a striker that wasn't contributing well, the initial signs I thought with William Jose were promising with his hold-up play, and I thought yeah. there's arguably occasions where he, he could have nicked a goal. You think about when he got taken out by David Luiz or whatever against Arsenal, and I think the Wolves fans are a bit quick to jump on him, and a lot of, particularly after, basically, after the Newcastle game, I think a lot of people were saying they want Fabio Silva to start, which we know a month and a half ago wasn't <laughs> working, but now suddenly people want it to go. Because he's come on against Newcastle and missed a sitter at the end. I don't quite get the logic in that. But that's that's how Wolves fans sort of work. And then, But I'm looking at it on paper. I'm thinking, since we've stopped playing Fabio Silva up front, we've got him beaten in the league. Yeah, that's not, yeah. That's, that's since not, that's Jose's come in. Since, since he's come in, that's not a coincidence that we've gone yeah. from being absolutely terrible to put, put in a bit of form. And then you could also point to the Man City game last night and say he didn't start and we lost. So if you're looking for patterns, <laughs> then I don't think suddenly... Bring it, I don't think suddenly Fabio Silva is now the answer to all our problems after 
he definitely wasn't the answer six weeks ago. So I don't quite understand. I think yeah. it's probably a little bit harsh, Je- harsh on Jose. He, you could tell he was visibly frustrated, William Jose, about how he wasn't in the game. And it, you, it's not just his fault. You've got to look at the service. He's never going to run as much as Jimenez. Jimenez is a special case in that sort of thing. So we just probably was- need to... He needs a bit of time as well and a bit of time to adapt. But I don't think that... I, I'd like to see him start the weekend, I think, against Villa. It was actually Jose's very good run that led to Neves getting the space to score the header. Good point, yeah. Jose went front post and it opened up a yard or two, which split the right back and allowed Neves to get in. Do you think it was the form of Dubravka or you know lack of game time in the lead-up to the game that was the problem, Harry? Because I think Darlow is, was probably dropped unfairly, but Dubravka is number one and was maybe a little bit rusty. Maybe, but he pulled off a good save at the end, didn't he? So, you know. True. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm oh, sorry can I just say can I, yeah yeah no but I could just say it's a great point Jack brings up because it's so funny football fans in general not just Wolves fans but we always want that scapegoat to have a go at don't we we've, we've, it's now William Jose because of the Newcastle performance everyone said Fabio Silva was about as much use as a chocolate ashtray a few weeks ago now he's a superstar again everyone wants him to start he's the answer it's just mad how things turn isn't it in the space of three weeks but it just baffles me I agree me. And I, but I would say look at the bigger picture if starting Jose means that Fabio Silva comes on for 10 minutes and looks good, that's good. That's what he should be doing. Yeah. He shouldn't then suddenly say the 18-year-old has to start because of that performance. If it's working, him just coming on for 10 minutes or the last well, half an hour, however long it might be, I know it changes depending on the game, then that's good and that's the way he should be being used. It shouldn't be something like, you've had a good 10 minutes there, mate. You nearly scored ahead of you should have scored. Here's a start against Man City. I'm glad we didn't do that. Man the match, Bayliss. Oh, it's quite a long while ago now. There's been another game in between. I can't remember. It, uh, do you want me to go? Yeah, go. For it. I think it was, definitely a, it was definitely a Dharma, but I think it was a Dharma Traore against Newcastle. He was, I mean, St. Maximum was ripping us apart for them, but then Traore was our, our main man for me, uh, especially going forward. He was flying down the left when he set up Neto on that one. Remember that one? He laid it back to Neto and he... Mm placed it wide so try or for me against Newcastle man of the match Jack I'll go with that I'll go with that yeah why not let's talk about Manchester City and I think it's probably the most frustrated I've ever been because yes Man City are unbelievable and you know there was 450 million pounds on the pitch but they were they played some fantastic stuff but Harry I've never seen us give the ball away so much and so cheaply as it did last night yeah well when I saw the formation and the team selection I was a bit like whoa you know no vocal point up front Neto and Adama and I had flashbacks to the second half when we beat them 2-0 when Adama got the double and it was Adama and Raul up top in like a 5-3-2 and we hit them on the break well and I think that was the plan but we had another first half of expected goals of 0.00. We, I don't think we had a shot first half. And how, and how we didn't go in more than one nil down is beyond me. I mean, that VAR decision was a joke. If that had gone against Wolves, I'd have been fuming. It was literally an armpit hair again. And we were very, very lucky to still be in the game second half. And it's literally like, it reminded me of like when a conference team goes to a Premier League team in the FA Cup away and just tries to hold on. That's what it felt like to me, that first start. But we're crap at holding on, aren't we? That's, <laughs> well, that's it. Sometimes we can do it, but... Yeah, I don't can't believe we were only 1-0 down at half-time. That was a blessing in disguise. And then suddenly, when Cody somehow pops up and scores a goal <laughs> from a set-piece... I mean, everything I'm saying here is ridiculous. But And then we go 1-1. You're thinking, 
hang on, we can't just we can't get a point from this game, can we? And you know what? For about 15, 20 minutes after that, I thought we might actually do it. I th- yeah, yeah, we're flying yeah. up. But I, I agree. Some of the performance, it was just so so frustrating. Some of the mistakes and some of the defending were just terrible. It seemed like. There was no outlet. We'd immediately panic every time we got the ball and give the ball away and just make stupid, stupid mistakes. Uh, the team selection was a bit weird. I think Jana Hoover was a bit out of his depth, if I'm brutally honest, mm. uh, which is, is, again, young kid. You're throwing him, in, him against Man City. Um, and the performance at halftime, we were thinking, what the hell is this? Because it's not like the Wolves of last year, where at least we'd have a go. And we might lose, fair enough, we might lose, but at least we'd look like scoring. It was... We're not going to have any shots. We're not going to try and have any shots. We're not going to try and score. We're just going to try and keep the score down and wait till we play Villa on Saturday. That's what it seemed like to me. <laughs> it's and exactly what it is. I just don't like. know what's happened with that. But then suddenly you're getting glimpses of, hang on, was this a game plan all along? Because it's 1-1 here and we've only got 50 games <laughs> left. And maybe we can actually snatch a point. And I thought we might do. Co- <laughs> but then there was just some shocking defending, that, um, which you can just point to, God, our lines were terrible, our passing was terrible. And then as soon as we let a goal in, we just mentally broke Got down up, again. Yeah. And you think about, oh, you brought on bloody Ottisawi and you just gave the ball away in the box. But, <laughs> but I think the one thing you've got to say is, they're bloody good, aren't they, City? Every time, yeah, yeah, even when we yeah. even when we win the ball back and turn it over, suddenly you think we're great now. And but, so good, but they'd be back in position. You like thinking it's like they're attacking as eleven, and then as soon as they're defending, they're all back behind the ball before we can even break yeah, it. Yeah. It's like their pressing is just unreal, and like the people like Sterling's Sterling's work rate defensively, he's just there. He's there all the time, so you can't fault them because they're different class, but. There was a lot of question marks about everything about that game from start to finish, and we should have been three or four down at half time. Bailey, so if you want to go and get a result against City, especially at the Etihad, you need to be on your game and you need luck to go your way as well. And, and, and luck did go Wolves' way, like Harry said in that first half, where that the, pen, the, uh, the goal wasn't given because of VAR. But it's just a huge missed opportunity, wasn't it? Yeah, without Patricio, that was a 6 7 1 game. <laughs> comfortably as well comfortably first half I just don't get it I just do not get this let's be shit for half of the game I just don't understand why we do it why do we just completely shut up shop for half of a football match Mm. I mean we're not very good at having shots and chances at the best of time we're not very good at our conversion rate and then we halve the amount of time we've got a chance to fucking score one (laughs) so true and that's that's twice twice in a week again though isn't it that we let in the first goal it's getting beyond a joke yeah it doesn't yeah, matter it whether is, it's yeah. Man City. Was it 21 times, I think, we've gone beyond this season? It's like we um, wait for it, isn't it? But we did, but I must say, when we got the equaliser, we, had, we, we did have a few 10 minutes maybe where we looked all right. Mm. We looked composed, we looked comfortable defensively, and then all of a sudden it's three mistakes in a row, three goals. Well done to City for taking advantage of them, but fuck me, Otisawi. Jesus. He was on the pitch 30 <laughs> seconds. He gave the ball away twice and had to fetch one out the net. Yeah. I've never, ever seen anyone have such a bad... He just Start absolutely over. crapped his pants, didn't he? When he got past yeah. the ball in the penalty area. Like, granted, it's because they're really good, but that, there was just no composure there. Is that worse than the Jonathan Woodgate to uh, Real Madrid? Real Madrid, Madrid nah, I don't think it was that bad. He got sent <laughs> off to New Woodgate and everything. Own goal, goal as well. Yeah. yeah. Own goal. No, uh, well, talking of substitutions, Fabio Silva come on. Although he didn't do much, but just having him on changed it because yeah. we literally yeah, got we got the free kick from Matinho and then he put the ball and scored. And then, like Bailey said to us, we had a few good chances. We showed we could actually go at them. So why didn't we just try that first half? You know what I mean? Start Fabio or because obviously William Jose weren't too good at Newcastle. 
Maybe start Fabio from the off and just do what we did in that little spell second half and have a go. But then it could have been 10-1, couldn't it? Yeah, like, but you know. if you let City come at you for nine minutes, they will score a couple. It's oh, absolutely yeah. inevitable. But I, I'm, I, I get that. We definitely look best second half and we let in we let in three goals in the second half and we look so oh. better. Our heads but went at night at the end. This, yeah. this is like what what the fans say about Wolves when, they, when they're like, look at us. And from an mm. outsider's point of view, and I know this is why some Wolves fans get angry as well, they say... Look at the players you've got. Why do you play so defensively? Mm. Because you've got talent there to go and hurt teams, but you just try and win one nil and then park the bus, or you know, play five at the back. And but I don't know. Here's a question for you: Would we be playing the same style of football if Jimenez was fit? Well, we'd say tactically it's been the same because we did it when we went to the Etihad last time. We'll sit back. It started so though yesterday. Oh, oh, hundred percent started. Yeah, that, obviously that's what I thought Bayless meant. He would have started, but we'd have been hitting them on the counter attack. We wouldn't have gone at mm. them. It'd have been counter-attacking football, but at least when we beat him at the Etihad first half, you remember Catrone went through one-on-one? We had a few chances against him. Admittedly, they were shit then because they had like Otamendi centre-back and now they've got Ruben Diaz in that. And... Then is it not the ability of our players, but actually the... Oh, God, I don't want to say this. Intellect of our players. Neto was clean through. All Traore had to do was look up and find the right pass to the yeah. left. Yeah, yeah. Now, if mm. we look at two years ago or a year ago or whenever the hell it was because times disappeared under COVID. December 19. Jimenez... Looked up, beat his man, slid in Traore. Intelligent, mm-hmm. intelligent yeah. football. Yeah. Is that the problem with Wolves at the moment? That we are just a bit fucking thick. <laughs> <laughs> I, Maybe. I was so articulate <laughs> in the build-up to that main question. I had to do it. I couldn't sound, I couldn't sound that fluent all the way through. But you've got to, I think you do have to look at the manager as well because we're playing... We've got a centre-back on the bench and you're playing Dendonka there, who I'm not comfortable with. I, I previously was, but I think he's been a bit dodgy at centre-back. We're playing... Jana Hoover, and then we're playing Semedo mm. on bloody God knows right wing field. I don't know what was going on I, with that. I don't yeah. know. And there's that, there's a few just weird things there. If you have to go back to basics, at least play people in their correct position and don't throw people in at the deep end like you did with Hoover and Otazawi, um, because that's when mistakes happen. And I, I'll be honest, I was let's let's. It wasn't all bad. I was the second half performance was much better than the first half performance. I'd rather us lose three one and a half than lose one nil and not even a try and have a go. Mm. I agree completely. True. True. Uh, Harry, I think Rodri may be the first player I've seen that's dealt with a Dama Traore brilliantly. And mm. every time Traore gets a ball, I think you're not going to get the ball off him. He'll lose the ball, but you won't get it off him. But uh, uh, Rodri just had him on toast. For yeah. Me. He just um, didn't let him. But what, get I will, any what I will say, though, is. Although I agree with what you just said, I think Adama was better than Neto on the day. Like he actually had, he tried. I know he kept like I know he kept running into dark alleys and just getting the ball took off him, like you mentioned. And he could have shot on a few opportunities first half as well. But yeah, it was just it must be imagine being Neto and Adama playing in that sort of like you know that sort of tactics and just feeding off scraps basically. And they're Mm. not the type to hold the ball up, are they? We we missed that first half. They want to spin in behind. But like Jack mentioned, when we did finally have a chance of going on the counter or something, we were too slow to do it. And then everyone was back. So we literally, it was like eight players to try and get past when they did have it. And unless they did like a Ryan Giggs run, like in the bloody FA Cup, they're just never going to get towards a goal. So yeah, mad. Well, let's see what the uh, Premier League table is looking like. I mean, you know, it wasn't that long ago we were talking about relegation and stuff like that, but it's obviously looking a lot better than it was. Is a point from those two games enough, though? Mm, well, I think we take we take more from that. I'd have took four points out of these three games. I know ideally everyone wanted six after they want to beat Newcastle and Villa, but I think we've got to beat Villa now. Um, Man City was a write-off. It was. 
I've got what everyone said. So we said this well before the Newcastle game. I asked everyone to pick how many points Wolves are going to get out of Newcastle, City, Villa and Liverpool. Harry was the lowest with four. Sam and Jack both went six. I went five. <laughs> so it's, it's probably going to be two, isn't it? It's yeah. The draw against Villa. <laughs> yeah. Might be one. Um, could, well, yeah, could, be could, one. could well be one. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I think the question about is that enough? Well, it depends what the expectation is, doesn't it? I, th- I think our season is going to be defined by that run, a nice run of six or so games we have after the Liverpool game where they're all winnable, really, on paper. And that'll decide whether we finish 14th or whether we finish potentially 8th, I think. And mm. that's it now for us this season. We're not going down, we're not going up. It's been a nothing season, but hopefully... We beat the Albion. Hopefully we send the Albion to happen. <laughs> you just know that we're not going to beat them, though, aren't you? Just no. They'll be relegated already, so that'll take the fun out of that. And They'll be relegated, go bankrupt. We won't play them for 15 years. And this is all that. <laughs> And Fabio Silva on his testimonial match will lose. <laughs> uh, right, okay. Uh, let's turn your attention, to, uh, as we've mentioned it already, to uh, Villa away. Let's get your away perspective. We're fucking great, we are. We're back. We're the best team in the fucking minions. The away perspective. What have our opponents got to say? Join in by Cole from 7500 to Holt podcast. Uh, well, Cole, the last time we spoke, you had a different president and Villa are about to get relegated. Quite a lot's happened since we last had a Zoom call together. Yeah, um, we somehow survived relegation. Uh, I never want to go through that ever again on the final day. Um, so hopefully that doesn't happen for a long, long time, if not ever again, which is inevitable. But but uh Regardless of that, uh, it's been a very, very pleasing season, to say the least. Uh, a bit maybe... Uh, better than most expected. Is the top four on? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 as much as I would love it, I think kind of early season hopes and wonders kind of was a little unrealistic. A lot of people are hoping for that. Um, I still think there's a long way to go. Um, more depth is needed, more quality is needed. Uh, but for where we are right now, um, even a top 10 finish, I will gladly take that. Um, just looking at the table now, I mean, there's five points, I think it is, between Wolves and Villa, but Villa have three games in hand. How important is this game? Uh, massively, I guess, if you ter- if you kind of go into, uh, I guess, a local derby standpoint kind of thing, I guess you could say. Um, it's an interesting one for the Villa perspective because we still do have so- like a few games on hand, of course, on you guys, uh, one or two on another few teams and the, the tricky thing with kind of villa right now is when will those i think it's everton and i think there's another game as well with spurs that we still have to make up as well so it's kind of a question of when those games will happen and kind of where they'll be wedged in because if it's two games in a week again will that be a beneficial one for us will it not be so at some point it's kind of kind of come down to managing not only expectations but fitness and i guess general morale of the team Obviously, uh, Raul Jimenez has been a huge loss. We spoke about the impact that he had on Wolves the last time we spoke, and I think you're an admirer of him there. Uh, where do you think the main key battles are going to be this time round? We saw it a little bit in the return fixture. We thought it would be Nevers and uh, Grealish, and obviously Grealish came out on top for that one. Um, well, it's going to be tricky. We still don't really know if Jack's going to be back or if Matty Cash will be back as well. So, 
it's really going to depend. I'd probably say in the midfield, that's been our probably biggest concern for, oh God, probably even past the Southampton win. So uh, we saw that being turned around, of course, in our last win over Leeds. Of course, uh, at the time of recording, we haven't played Sheffield United yet. So hopefully that goes well um, with the midfield, but I'd, I'd have to put it down to that. That's kind of been a sticking point for us. Uh, questions whether we have enough depth, enough quality, um, I guess a lot of questions in regards to Ross Barkley as well. And then if you look at Wolves, of course, if you look at your season, really, it's been a lot maybe more up and down than Wolves fans really like. So I think it really has to be a lot of kind of dynamism, I guess, if that's a correct terminology um, uh, within the midfield for sure. We talk a lot about goalkeepers in the Premier League and finding a good one can be difficult sometimes. And I think a lot of people would have said in the summer that Villa had paid over the odds for Martinez, but he's looking like a real bargain now and he was integral in the win at Molyneux. Yeah, um, best goalkeeper I've ever seen in the Villa shirt. And then maybe that doesn't go as far back as many would like to say. Being a, a North American Villa fan, of course, it's only been, I think, 10 or 11 years since I found the Villa. But regardless of that, I mean, what he makes of this side, what he's done for this side, 13 clean sheets, potentially 14 maybe. Uh, to stay cockily enough after Sheffield United with how poorly they're doing this season, hopefully. It's astounding. Uh, we went from a team that couldn't keep a clean sheet to save our lives to grinding out results. And that was probably the biggest criticism you would say last season. So he is, without a doubt, the best signing. I'm not even afraid to say it within the last 10 years. Just to pick out, I mean, I, I mean, I may be getting my years wrong here and it, and, I, and I probably am but better than Brad Friedel better than Shea Given based yeah, on purely age to. I would say then it, 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 that's how he pitched them to it is I suppose they were sort of maybe past their prime by the time they came along uh Friedel's a tough one that's kind of a, a very debated um amongst Villa fans Guzan for, or not Guzan um Given for sure definitely better than Guzan um <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, given for sure, I like I could go through 10 keepers we've had in the last 10 years and I couldn't even compare them. So yeah, he's far above. And it, maybe it's a little hard to say that right now because of it only being one season, but for a good sample size, it's been, uh, it's been wonderful to see. Uh, let's finish off then with a score prediction. What do you reckon? Oof, um, I'm these are always tough ones because you never really know what to expect in these sort of games, but I'll go with, uh, I'll go two one Villa. I'll, I'll go with a, a scoreful game and another win and just get as many points as possible. But how about you? And uh, what time does it kick off for you over in America? Um, what time's the kickoff actually? I haven't even looked. I, was looking, right? I think it's somewhere around six o'clock, but um Something like that, yeah. I just uh, yeah, so sort of faded to one at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, half five. Half five on half, Saturday. Half five. So we're about five hours behind, so it'll be around uh, 12.30. Perfect. I can do a full day's drinking. Excellent. Well, Cole, best of bad luck yeah. for the weekend, and we'll catch up with you next season. Yeah, sounds good. Have a good one. The Away Perspective. What have our opponents got to say? I mean, I feel quite aggrieved from the last time because it was like 95th minute, was it, Harry, that the, the winner came? It was a penalty from, from memory. Yeah, the, yeah. All these games just merge into one of just sitting on the sofa and being disappointed. Yeah, uh, Semedo, wasn't it? Bayless' favourite, give away a penalty. and they, they. But honestly, on that day, 
I, I, thinking back, we were actually the better team. We were the better, uh, team, better team by miles. Yeah, we were. And hopefully we can get revenge. It feels like a must win if we want to do have any any glimmer of hope of pushing up towards the top eight or top seven. But even if we do win, we are still... I think Villa have got two games in hands on us and we're still like three points behind them even if we win. So it's not looking good, but we want revenge. It's a derby. We've got to be up for it. And hopefully, fingers crossed, Grealish is still injured. Redemption for Matinho Bayless? Oh, not really. That was just silly at the end of the game. It's silly just, goose, isn't it? We've just got to play some football in the first half. Stop giving teams a 1-0 head start all the time. Mm. I, think, I like us being tight. There's nothing wrong with us giving away minimal chances, but we look so dodgy when the ball's lumped into the box or well crossed into the box that you just think, if you defend for 45 minutes, you're going to concede one because someone's going to do something wrong. That's how it feels, doesn't it? Is it time to give Bolly a go? I mean, if he keeps appearing on the bench, then well, for me, he should be starting. I agree, especially when you're playing a midfielder at centre-back. If, if Bolly's fit, he starts, doesn't he? Playing three midfielders in the back three. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem true. is, Sam, is that any other sub that we've got, their mum and dad won't let them stay up that late for an evening. <laughs> no, that's true. No, the bench is getting a bit better It's half five. Yeah, the bench is getting, is getting a little bit better. But we just need we need our players back, don't we? When you think about Podence as well, hopefully he's not far away so we don't just have, yeah, to, have the choice of just two wingers. Obviously, we need Jimenez back, but I don't know how when, how that's going to be or how that's going to go. But Marcel, it's good that we've got Johnny back. Everyone keeps saying that. So hopefully, if we get a few players back, we can kick on a little bit towards the end of the season. Now, this game against Villa, I think we have to win it if we want to catch them. Because even if we beat them, we're still two points behind them, but they've got two games in hand on us, which is, that's still quite a big ask. Uh, I'm not particularly, obviously it'd be nice to catch them, but I'm not particularly too bothered because this season's just been been one of those, isn't it, really? Um, but can we go there and beat them? Yeah, yeah, to be honest, we can. It seems like they're not in the best form at the moment, particularly losing against Sheffield United midweek. That's, uh, you know, that's... Jeff United are, all, are where they are because they deserve to be there. So it seems yeah. particularly, yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's like us losing Jimenez. If you lose a player like Grealish, who, yeah, he's a twat, but he's <laughs> class. He's like he would he'd walk yeah. into our team. Yeah. Yeah, of course. So he would, yeah. um, it's going to have a big effect on you, isn't it? So, so we'll see. I think just let's just not lose, to be honest, and then we'll see where we are, and then hopefully we can go on a nice little run with the games that follow after. Harry, what do you do? In this, you you bring Jose back in? Yeah, I would personally, but whether it, well, it seems like Fabio's the one in favour at the moment because he brought him on, brought him on over um, Jose against Man City. So maybe we might see Fabio start. I don't know, but I would go back to the three-four-three. I guess that's well, I guess that's what you want to call it, and have a, a vocal point up front, whether it's Fabio, Fabio or Jose, the normal wingers, and we could probably pick the team from there. I agree. I hope Bolly comes back in. We miss him. He's, a, he's our best defender, like you mentioned. He's probably our only natural centre-back. We need to sort that out in the summer, but go for that. And then let's just have a go in it. You know what I mean? We've, we've had to watch some dross the last two first halves against Newcastle and City sitting back. Let's actually try and attack a little bit first half and not go 1-0 down. Please, Nuno. I thought Dendonka had a bit of a stinker against Man City as well. Yeah. I know he's probably playing a bit out of position. He just looked a bit overwhelmed by it. Any Struggle. room in there for Otazawi? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, no, I don't think uh, I don't think Nuno's his biggest fan anyway. Because you don't give him too many chances after that Brighton miss when he skied it. So yeah, yeah, honestly, his first don't fifteen minutes were good. His first fifteen minutes he had in a wall shirt were great, and everyone's like, "Oh, yeah, this, yeah. Chelsea, play. Yeah. this is a talent." Since then, he's headed one over the bar from three inches and <laughs> given the ball away twice and conceded one. 
<laughs> I do feel a bit for him. I, I'm, I'm laughing rather than having a go at him. He looks the part, though, doesn't he? he look, like physically, like he seems quite calm. Like you, you see uh, a lot of people. You know what I mean? He don't calmly. Seem, yeah, that, he's that calm. He just gives it to Mara. There you go. Look, they've gone right past me. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is, Neves and Matinho and even Dendonka haven't been the best in midfield this season. So it'd be nice to give him a go. I mean, when he played, when he started away at Burnley, he was basically playing in a false nine, which is not his position. So hopefully that mistake, hopefully that mistake doesn't make Nuno not give him another chance because we've got what we got like 12 games left and nothing to play for really he just, has he played for out. America yet has he played for the US National yeah he, he come on didn't he? Yeah. He, cut, uh, he came on at Villa Park for like 5 minutes for USA but that was that was He's, because the, all the like the MLS players couldn't travel to Europe so that it was, was like it. got to be playing there depleted. consistently to be considered a Wolves option I mean come on it's the it's not even the top 3 4 sports and he, if you can't get in that team, if you can't get in that national, you, you're probably not a starting prem player. He was doing really well in the under twenty threes, from what you hear. Like he's one of the shining players. So if that's the case, give him a chance. He, like he a looks good a talent, but he's just had. Or keep him in the twenty threes. He's had yeah, he a nice chilled time in the twenty threes. He's living life. <laughs> it doesn't really matter what he did against Man City, does it? Really, because the game was gone. But but if he then did it against, if he then does it against the Albion or does it against Villa. It's a different story, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. I mean, in that situation, we have taken zero points from those teams. Sweeper. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Sweeper after that performance. <laughs> no, we're being asked because he's only a young lad and he's obviously got something about him. He's got a bit of talent. So let's not judge him on just... Well, he's a very good underwear model, isn't he? Yeah. All accounts, if all he? fails, so, he can just get his six-pack out anyway. Yeah. Worth a top man, so just go for it, mate. You've got back <laughs> he was actually like a He was actually like a full model for Burberry or something. I think he Oh, Burberry. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I shop at top man, so yeah. <laughs> he was like proper full-blown model. Then decided, ah, oh, fancy a bit of football. So I think football pays better. Don't have it going for you to be able to do that. Football pays better than Burberry model, right? Or am I naive? No, I, Harry, I'm five foot six. And look like a pork scratching. <laughs> Five foot six in heels, I think. Uh, let's do a score prediction, Harry. Um, I'm being confident, although I don't know why. And I'm going to go high no, scoring, neither. and I don't know why. I'm going four one wow. Right, okay. That was a curveball. Um, yeah, we have to have like four shots for that to happen, and maybe yeah. count on own goals. Uh, Jack, one one again. Good call. Cool. Bayliss. 1 0. Who 2? 1 0. Wolves. To, to Wolves. Oh. Perfect. I'll go 2 on Wolves. Let's get your latest betting odds and ticket news. Hi, I'm Kelly. Chris Kamara. You're listening to the 77 Club, and it's unbelievable, Jeff. Hello, betting fans. Not. There's some weird odds out there for this game. Uh, so I've just picked out some ridiculous score lines with goal scorers, but one that I quite like the look of, Sam. Pedro Neto yeah. to score first. 2-1 Wolves, 100-1. to one. Wow. That's good value. We're That's definitely going to go behind. So a one-all draw. 100%. That's what she said. Tyrone Mings to score first because we're terrible from set pieces. 105-1. to one. Decent. 1-0 uh, Wolves, Neves to score it. 35-1, to one, which is a bit low, but it's the one I, I like that. I like that better. 1-0? Yeah. I can visualise that. 2-all draw. Traore getting the first one. 110-1. to one. And then everybody's favourite, a 2-0 Wolves, Nelson Semedo to get the first goal. 
on that. Seven, uh, three, three, <laughs> 790 to one. 190 to one. I'll go two fifties. It's 450 to one. Is oh, it? Wow. Really? Get it on, baby. Because we aren't going to score two, and he ain't going to score any. Just <laughs> Jack, how are you feeling this week about your bet? Uh, well, interesting about that, because I know Bayless put in the group that he was 125 to one with, to, with Skybet to score last night, Tomato. Well, as soon as that yeah. team came out and they realised that he wasn't playing defence, that price tumbled to yeah, like really? 66 to one because he wasn't... Because they thought You're he was still going to be giving me 50 defense. quid. But... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but one one game could change it all, and I can't really judge us against Man City because overall, Samedo's performances, both attacking and defensively, I think have been a lot better in the last six weeks or so. So I, I actually thought he played really well against Man City. He had I have no idea where he was playing on the pitch. But I actually me. thought he played quite well. That was, that was a weird Nuno thing, man. Just just play him in his normal position, and yeah. if we need the extra man in midfield, put Tendonka there and play Kilman. At least then everyone's playing Thank the positions you. they know. But uh, I don't know. Uh, has anyone got any ticket news? Yes. You're obviously joking. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> know you so well. Uh, what I want to talk about is World Cup bids. Hi, I'm Steve Ball, and you're listening to the 77 Club. So, um, I think there's something in the budget, the budget day today, uh, about backing for kicking, kickstarting the process of the UK and the Republic of Ireland launching a joint bid to host the 2030 World Cup. Bayliss, I think you first were mentioning it to the group this week and got a little bit excited and then we all, all got brought back down to earth again when we actually thought about it. Uh, yes, because obviously you realise that Morocco, Tunisia and Algeria are putting in a joint bid. Um, they've already sent 360 camels to the Caribbean <laughs> representatives for FIFA. Um, so they've got that one already. Um, Can I just say it. something, right? Another, another World Cup in the desert. Does anyone know? Because obviously Blatter got binned off, didn't he? After, I think, was it the Qatar one that was like a bit corrupt? Basically what happened is they all pay, <laughs> off, the mi- they pay off the minor nations that get an equal share vote in who gets the World Cup, basically. Yeah. So if you're a Caribbean nation, they give them all 50 grand and they vote for them. Unless the FA give them a little fiddler back under, we're not going to win it anyway, are we? Uh, so allegedly, just in case this... <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, it does, does make sense to me. I know we always feel hard done by. I think Qatar is the one that really just hit people home as being just a complete what, joke. What, you mean that place you can't go to if you're gay, Jewish, a woman... <laughs> Labour camps yeah. to build the stadiums, yeah. thousands it's of deaths. It's tiny as well, isn't it? I mean, yeah, yeah. And and also, I don't think you should be able to host a World Cup until you've actually qualified for a World Cup. I know that might not fit in, rule. not fit in with FIFA's kind of trying to get the game to all these new places. But I've got no problem with it being Algeria, Tunisia, and Morocco because they've all qualified for World Cups in the past. Mm. But um, so, and who else was on the list? Down of potential candidates. So there's a Spain. really weird one, which is like Greece, Serbia. Romania, Bulgaria are doing Is that basically the bit. mafia versus everybody else? <laughs> and, then, and then Uruguay, Argentina, I think, are going to put in a joint bid. That's That's got a shot in it, Uruguay and Argentina. But it would have just been held in Canada, USA and Mexico. Yeah, so they want so the joint been that, bids. All of that, it couldn't have been that. It can't but, be that one, can it? Oh, no, you know, it can be, yeah, because it's it can only it can't be on like, the continents uh, concurrently. But It's, it's so actually North more than America. that. Yeah, it's yeah. it's so, um, Uruguay, Argentina, so, yeah. Paraguay and Chile. That's the, that that'd be that'd mm. be perfectly fine. And you think that there's never been one in like Australia, so you think Australia would put in a bid 
at some yeah. point, just because they can and they're probably their own continent. It was 2002 with Japan and South Korea, wasn't it? Yes. Like two yeah. of them shared it. I like that one, yeah. that, even so, though we had to so get up at like six in the morning to watch yeah, it. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Th- the Morocco, North Africa one, the South America and the massive mix of Romania and that lot. Then also Spain and Portugal have expressed interest. The other potentials are Cameroon and Egypt. No, see, don't go there because they'll be bloody blowing them Vuvuzelas again, like in 2010. Colombia, Ecuador, and Peru. Cameroon and and Egypt must be separate, surely, because there's no geographical yeah, <laughs> reason sorry. for those yeah, two yeah. terms. Cameroon and Egypt. Okay, right, separately. Is Qatar I mean, World Cup at Christmas still? It's yes. November. November, November to December. Oh, man, that's weird, isn't it? It's going to be well, strange. Yeah. I mean, it's stupid. But, but that'd it? be the same with um, Morocco, Algeria, and Tunisia. I mean, that is literally the Sahara Desert. No. Are we still going, are we still having barbecues in November? Like, are we still going to pretend it's summer as we watch we're, it? We're going to America to watch it, and that's planning it. That'll be hot there for you then, won't it? <laughs> uh, but I think we've got a ch- we've got to have a chance, haven't we? Eventually, it can't keep coming round. And a country with arguably the best uh, we've got the best league in the world, in the world probably yeah. some of the best infrastructure in the mm. world. It can't keep just mm. passing it by. Um, no. I think the reason they always used to give wasn't it was down to like hooliganism and stuff. But that's that ain't what it used to be, is it? Let's be honest. And then Russia got it in 2018, having beaten up all the England fans in 2016. Yeah, they killed they killed our dreams of the Euros being all in England, didn't they? They said they're going to stick with the original plan, which was a bit annoying. At least somewhere at Wembley, though. The other thing that's a bit annoying is that out of all the major nations, Germany's, Italy's, people like that, a lot of them have hosted it twice, except us and Argentina. Mm -hmm. So Ooh, if they're going to yeah. ever give us a second one, we're up against the other the other major footballing nation that's only had one as well. But Spain did. had one. I didn't look. I've got it in front of me. Um, but you know what they'll do? And it, well, Spain, yeah, yeah, Spain's had one, hasn't it? But what they'll do is they'll give it to Bulgaria because you know they got banned for racism, didn't they, recently? So it probably <laughs> that's probably how they work out. <laughs> well, well yeah, they, they, they like they like taking places where people aren't welcome. We've got Qatar, so yeah. True. You know, true. It's just, what's the difference? You can't, you can't go to Qatar if you're gay, and you can't go to Bulgaria if you're black. Can you play Qatar over there? And then, and when we've got the FA continually going on about kicking out racism and being more inclusive with homophobia in football, two great initiatives. And then FIFA completely spoil it by giving World Cups to people like this. Anyway, I can't wait for Antarctica 2034. (laughs) (laughs) Still my gag, you bastard. (laughs) Was that? Oh, did you say that? Sorry. It's fair, trajectory of global warming would probably be all right. <laughs> uh, let's leave it there then, shall we, for another week and say goodbye to Harry Mansell. Yes, everyone, have a nice time. We're out of lockdown soon, yes. Dan Bayliss. <laughs> See you in the pub. And Jack Williams. Rabbit. And it's goodbye from me. Goodbye. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.